Whether you want to start a faith-based business or an online ministry, you've come to the right place. This is the Teresa Blaze Show with your host, Teresa Blaze, where she's bringing her over 20 years of consulting experience to the mic. Now, here's Teresa. Welcome to the Teresa Blaze Show. Today, I've got another bonus interview with Mr. Zach D'Amato from A to Z Marketing. And today, we are talking about, well, a whole gambit of things. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Well, we're so glad to have you. So before we dive in, can you kind of give the audience a little bit of an idea of um, who you are and what you're doing? Zach D'Amato, I, uh, I'm an owner of A to Z123 Marketing, um, as well as A to Z123 Real Estate. And, uh, you know, I, I teach people uh, how to position themselves for more effective marketing campaigns. You look at the marketing campaign as a whole versus just a single step. Would that be a good assessment? Yeah. Every client is different, but every client is the same. So there's some fundamentals that every business and every product, service, mission, and no matter what they're doing, there's some fundamentals that you need to have in place to move your momentum forward. So I I focus a lot on the fundamentals of marketing strategies and uh, online specifically marketing strategies Uh, because that's where technology is going. But yeah, each each campaign is also a little bit different because depending on what their their needs are, their client bases, their audience, and what their products and services are, they're all going to need to be sculpted uh, and customized. This particular podcast has been focused on helping the online ministry get started or a faith-based business owner, you know, get started. And I have really used it to kind of dig into not only the mindset, but also some of the top level marketing that needs to be done. If you could speak to that and someone is actually listening and going, okay, um, I don't even know where to get started. I mean, I know I'm trying to start this thing, but how do I even start with the marketing side of it? You know, that's my specialty. I love working with people who are just getting started or, uh, or, or about to get started, right? A lot of the times I work with people who um, they have all these ideas, they have a, a great uh, concept of how to execute the ideas. Uh, however, they don't know the strategy to market the idea. And uh, so I just start with the fundamentals. You know, we, if we're going online, you know, we wanna you know, kind of look at your brand. So I, I would focus on like your mission statement. You know, what's your mission statement? And then everything kind of derives from your mission statement. Uh, You would determine who your audience is in your mission statement. So after you develop a mission statement, you kind of develop your audience. And then I find the tools and resources to help uh, let people know, help your audience build uh, based off the demographics that you've sculpted in, in the mission statement. And, uh, and then we, we set some campaign strategies. Uh, we set some up for you where it's automated, where you're, you're building a list of people and you're sending emails and, and, and things like that. But, uh, but that's where I would start. Someone brand new, uh, haven't done anything yet, haven't, you know, haven't even uh, maybe even proved their concept. So a lot of people, sometimes they have a great idea, but they haven't even proved if it's a great idea. 
they think it's a good idea. Their their mom thinks it's a good idea. Their their spouse thinks like it's it's a good idea, <laughs> but um, but they don't really know. So you may want to just you know prove the concept too. So that that's kind of where I would start. That's just for businesses, or could that also apply to someone who's trying to launch a new ministry? Oh, that that applies. So I I look at um, my mission in life. I believe is teaching ministry in the marketplace. So I. I believe that ministry is something that you do to give, but business is, is, is something that you need to do to, to gain. Okay. And, um, so if you're starting a ministry, um, I would, you know, first maybe kind of break the mental barrier and understand that there's ministry and then there's business in the ministry. Uh, expand on that because that's something uh, that's actually come up in the past through another interview um, because a lot of people kind of see that as a separate thing. Yeah. So I'd love to expand on that. And and this is something that's very passionate on my heart because I think a lot of big churches um, are doing a lot of business in the ministry, but they're not doing a lot of ministry. Okay. And here's what I mean by this is, is it, um, I'm a part of an organization called Isaiah's Rock, and they're in Chino, California. You can look them up, isaiahsrock.org, and they're a great organization. Okay, this organization, um, each year on Christmas, they donate to about 5,000-plus children each year, okay? And this is toys, bags of toys for Christmas, and through the love of Christ, they get organized volunteers, and they supply these toys for the children. Okay. That's ministry. Okay. Uh, there, they also feed, uh, 20 to 40 people every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Okay. Now this organization, Isaiah's rock is compiled of a whole one home church. Okay. One home church of 12, about 12 to 15 people. Okay. And, it's incredible what they do with the power of God that they're able to grow the kingdom that the way that they do. Okay. They do a lot of ministry. That's all ministry that I talked about. Now to get the toys, business needs to be done. Okay. Connections need to be made and relationships. Uh, you know, maybe you need to go market. Maybe you need to go hit the pavement and find certain people to work with. Uh, maybe you need to do a fundraiser, right? And and there's business that's done to be fundraising, but the ministry is service, and there's always a service aspect to it. So so let's let's kind of bring it back to what I said earlier about the big churches. A lot of big churches they do a lot of business, but not a lot of ministry. So a lot of these churches they do major events. They I mean I I, I talked to somebody uh, who does a youth program. And every Wednesday, their youth, their youth program, literally, there's over a, like 300 people that come to their youth Wednesday service, right? You know, their nighttime Wednesday service with the youth, which is cool. I, I think that's awesome. But they have, to, they have to realize, okay, where's the ministry in that? Okay, because coming together to having an event and, and doing these things, those, those could be good things. But remember, Jesus said you have to, you have to serve the poor you have to, you have to go, you know, visit people in prisons. You have to, you know, the, the, those are, that's the ministry. Okay. 
the ministry is not these big events. And although there's some good at these events, I think that um, something's being lost. How does one, okay, so once you actually have the mission statement, how do you go from mission statement to marketing? What does that look like? Yeah, so for, for us, um, after they get their mission statement, you know, we, we f- focus on the fundamentals. And, um, and I, I, I love the idea of business and ministry, right? Because if you separate the two, if you know, if you know that there's two, there are two different categories, then you know how to approach it. And uh, if you know that you need to learn business to grow your business, but you also need to uh, learn ministry to grow the kingdom of God, obviously that should be first, but, but you need them both to grow, uh, to continue to grow. Right. And obviously the power of the Holy spirit is going to do his thing and, and uh, give us the grace to, to make it happen. But but to answer your question is, um, so I focus on the fundamentals. So I'll focus on some um, something that we is called landing pages. I know you're familiar with this, and I'm sure most of your audience is familiar with it too, is landing pages or sales funnels. Um, so we, we focus on one page type of websites that help and navigate somebody to making a decision to get involved uh, whether it's supporting with time or money or ideas, right? We help them uh, create a uh, sales funnel that funnels people to those decisions. And then uh, with that, we incorporate email campaigns, newsletters that go out on a monthly basis. It surprised me how many people, Teresa, that don't have a monthly newsletter to their audiences and and i could almost i could almost bet right now that there's a lot of people that are listening to this that do not have a monthly newsletter going out every month and maybe some do but they're not doing it on a regular basis as consistent as they like so um, I think those are very important still to this day. I, there's a couple newsletters that I read regularly and I know uh, if you're adding value, if you're, if you're staying true to your mission, you're adding value to people, then uh, they're going to read that stuff. So I, I, we focus on those fundamentals before we go into kind of bigger strategies that um, like Facebook ads, Google ads and things like that. But those are the fundamentals first. You know, um, I'll be honest, newsletters are not my specialty. <laughs> they are not. Uh, where I have actually come in and I've seen is uh, talking and getting people to publish content. Let's say someone actually does have, so, so they, they're, they're listening to us, they have a sales funnel, uh, and okay, maybe they're starting to do this newsletter thing. Now what? Let me, let me back up here because one of the things that will help you systemize your newsletters. So if anyone's struggling with newsletters, here's what I do, okay? And this is what I do for my clients. This is what I recommend everyone do to make a, a really good newsletter, okay? Each month, you have two blogs. If you write two blogs or you maybe get a ghostwriter to write two blogs I have a team of blog writers through the few years that we've been doing this. We've, you know, vetted out, we got blog writers, but if you just get two blogs that are written, okay, that are either about your company or about your industry. Okay. 
and you do something called backlink those blogs to your sales funnels. Okay, that's going to help you increase on your SEO rankings, your search engine optimization rankings, okay, on Google and Bing and search engines. Okay, those blogs will help you do that. Okay, so that's a, a golden nugget for your audience there. But here's the best part: is if you take those blogs. And then you incorporate those blogs into your newsletter. Now you have valuable content to actually publish to your audience. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, actually. So that's how we systemize it. You know, it's an easy way to systemize it. You just put in your phone, hey, I, got, I need these blogs due on this day. And, uh, and it's really simple. Um, we do it for our clients. Uh, but, you know, uh, I suggest every entrepreneur at least do two blogs a month and then ha you could use that for the newsletter. So, yeah. And, and that really goes into what I was talking about before into publishing. I mean, um, I am, um, <laughs> you know, doing this podcast, it, it has really radically uh, changed everything that I'm doing. You know, I, I you know, I got to, there's still some places I got to shore up, but you know what, at least you're getting your stuff out there, guys. If you if you then employ what Zach is talking about, uh, putting a sales funnel in place, so now you're driving traffic back to whatever it is you're doing. Um, I can really see that being a powerful, powerful uh, medium. Zach, are there anything? Is there anything right now that you are testing, that you're playing with, that you haven't really deployed out to your clients necessarily, but you're playing on your own projects and seeing how and seeing the effectiveness of it? I'm basically testing the differences of uh, responding and not responding to. Um, to, to messages or to comments. Okay. So that's one thing. So I have ads that go out there and I'm testing either. Should I respond when, when someone writes a comment on the ad? Um, how do I respond or not respond? So I'm seeing if that makes a difference because if it doesn't make a difference, there's no point in doing it. So that's one kind of little thing I'm testing. Um, right now I'm testing the pixels so uh, I'm getting more into getting complicated, more complicated of an algorithm of what ads I'm sending what people. So once you have the fundamental set up and you have the email list and you have the uh, sales funnel and you got some blogs and a newsletter going, we do Facebook ads. We, we love Facebook ads. Uh, we love Instagram ads. Of course, they own Facebook owns them, and and uh, and Google and YouTube ads. All that's great. We love it all, but we do a lot of Facebook ads. And um, what I've been testing on Facebook ads is I've been texting the testing the pixels. So I could say somebody who comes into uh, comes on my website if they got it on my website in the last seven days, I could show them an ad. After maybe 180 days, this is something I like to do is after some time, 180 days, and then two, 360 days, I then will send them a different ad. Why so long a time? Well, for real estate, for real estate, I have a short period of time to see who's serious. So for instance, like, you know, I'm going to find buyers. I'm going to find there, there's going to be buyers who are going to buy in, in any service and any product and any mission, right? You, even, even if you're growing your church and growing your ministry, okay, there's going to be three types of people you're going to find. You're going to find people who are ready right now. 
They need, these are the right people that we pray for, that God gives you that low-hanging fruit, okay? <laughs> and we, we pray for those people. They're ready right now. Business is no different, okay? The people are ready right now, the low-hanging fruit. Then the second type of person is going to be somebody who is not really ready now, but they're interested in what you got to say. And, uh, and, and they're going to be ready in the future. So that's the second type of person, the ready in the future. Okay. Now the third type of person is never ready. And so you have to cater your marketing strategies to cater those three people. So what I do in my campaign and what I'm testing right now is I'm marketing really heavy a certain way in the people who have seen my ads in, in a, in a 10 day period, you know? And so they've seen my ads or went to my sales funnel within 10 days I'm going to market them heavier and I'm going to market them differently. Okay. Then 180 days out, I'm going to market them something different and I'm probably going to market them some type of maybe another special program because now I've recognized they're people who are not going to buy now. They're buying later in the future. So maybe I send them to a, a home buyer seminar. Um, maybe I'm, I'm in, inviting them to a webinar that's showing them how they can b- bump up their FICO score. And, and, and this is related to, to real estate, right? Um, if I'm building ministry, I'm going to show, you know, I could do this and this is just right off the top of my head. I, I could tell them about my products and services that I'm offering the community and explaining to them, uh, what we, what we do to provide value to the community and then an opportunity to volunteer. And then down the road, I could do it. I could, you know, not advertise for them for a little bit. And then down the road, I could show, I could offer them an event and I could say, Oh, here, come to this special event or come to this, uh, this, this special, if it's an online event, right. Come to this special online event. And, and, you know, that time has gone by. Just to be clear, this is not to your hot market, to to the market of out like ravenous, ready to buy people. This is more to people who are kind of interested in what you have to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you know, a lot of people are not going to buy from you right away. Um, you know, that, that I've, I meet a lot of people who are shocked by that fact. But uh, that's the reality is once you actually go into the marketplace you know, and you test your, your idea, you test your mission, your, your, whatever you're doing. Okay. You test your products and services. You know, you, once you go to the marketplace, you'll see not everybody's ready to buy, but you need to cater to those people. So what you need is you need a low barrier of entry for those people to participate or to learn more about you and your product or your service or your mission. So, you know, asking somebody to come to church might be really uh, challenging for some people or some people might put their guard up right away, but giving them a flyer to your church is less of a, of a, uh, uh, aggressive, I guess you would say. Right. And, and that's a way to relate. So for somebody who has an online ministry, they, you know, asking somebody to buy your, you know, maybe your. Uh, or to fundraise, right, at a, at a higher ticket amount, a, you know, donate $1,000. Asking somebody to donate $1,000 is, uh, you're, a lot of people are going to be like, well, who are you? You know, why are you asking me this? So you want to take them down the path. And you say, don't donate $1,000. Don't even donate anything. Just 
you know, invite people to our event. You know, we're giving away food, we're giving away clothes, we're giving away toys. Do you know anybody? And then you could get them in your audience. And then down the road, you're giving them newsletters, you're showing them what you're doing with the community, you're showing them who you are. And then now they want to actually go uh, and, and they want to support you more. Um, so it's, it's kind of like dating. But, uh, but I hope that makes sense to your audience. It, it reminds me of um, what Russell talks about, Russell Brunson from uh, ClickFunnels, where he talks about there's a hot market, a warm market, and then a stone cold market. The differences between those are really interesting. When you set up a sales funnel, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see uh, your clients make or people that you consult? What are some of the biggest things that you see that are mistakes that are made when setting up a sales funnel? One is too much information. So a confused customer is not going to buy. Okay. So um, or a confused client or confused prospect, right? Is they're not going to buy. When you're confused, you don't buy. You, you know, you're confused, you don't take any action. So I think that's the first thing is focusing on one purpose, uh, and that's probably the most difficult for people to understand. And I know people are listening to this, like, well, how can I focus on one purpose? I I help people with this, and I do this for people, and I do this for people, and I do this for people. How can I focus on just one? That's the whole point is you, you, you want to start with one and your campaigns could build on each other. But um, I would make sure that when you build your campaign, you build it with a purpose and each campaign could have an individual purpose, but you need a purpose. And uh, so that means one call to action on your website, you know, one, uh, one way to navigate people to, to, to participate. Now, is that strictly on the sales funnel? I mean, because ha- I know blogs play a part in your marketing and you can have a lot of links on those. Yeah, so you could you could put some links, a lot of links on blogs, you know, backlinks is what they call that. And, and that that's more for like a ranking purpose, right? You want to get higher rankings, you want to get backlinks and you want to have extra links on there and things like that. But ultimately, everything should have one purpose, you, you know, you should always focus people to one call to action. Um, you should always, because even if they are someone who is going to do both, like for instance, if, if you have in real estate, okay, I, I'm a loan officer. Okay. If I focus on people and I say, uh, Hey, I'm going to help you with your loan. Okay. Um, I'm going to help you. Uh, and then I'm going to help you with your, 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 get your, get your, uh, house. Uh, I'm going to do the loan. I'm going to help you get your house. Uh, and, and then I'm going to also make sure that, uh, you know, because as a loan officer, you refer people, you refer them to different escrow people and all these things. And you say, Hey, I'm also, you know, I know the title company, this is the title company I rec- would recommend. This is also the escrow company I recommend. And here's our appraisal guy that we recommend. Um, and, uh, I mean, we have no business affiliation with us, just that we recommend them, right? And they're, they're quality people. But if I, if I automatically give everyone everything all at once, it's like, it's like fire, fire hose in a water glass. <laughs> and so you just want to get people focused on, Hey, I'm going to help you buy a house. And that, that's how I focus it on. I'm going to help you buy a house or I'm going to help you get qualified for this loan. And I just focus on one thing. 
And, uh, and that's where I zero in my focus on and all the other stuff kind of just falls into place because if you, once you start to develop their trust and you develop credibility with them, and then you start to share with them all these other things that you're doing, they tend to start buying in these other campaigns if you organize them properly. That's very interesting. Um, you're starting to make me rethink my uh, my uh, website because I've got you know I've got where my podcast is, but then I have a couple other like so I have links that link out to my other projects. So I'm I'm kind of rethinking how can I, you know what I'm saying? Well, because you want to let people, you don't want to miss anybody, right? And that's and that that becomes the complex, right? So. And, and most people are like, I can't do this. I can't get focused on one space because if I tell people, um, for instance, if I tell people about this one product that I have this, um, we'll, we'll focus on you, this podcasting uh, product that um, that it's a course, it's a nine-week course, okay? And you, you're like, well, I got this nine-week course, but I also have this mastermind group that I do. Okay. And then I also, I also offer this digital design because people need some help with their, uh, their, their digital design, uh, whether you do that or not, I don't really know. But, uh, and then maybe you're like, well, we also help people with building their own sales funnels. Maybe you help people build their own sales funnels, which I happen to know you do help some people sometimes do that. And, uh, so you have all these other things that you do do, right? And you're like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to miss anybody. Maybe somebody wants the sales funnel built, but they don't want the podcasting course. That's so you don't want. You want to give it to them. You want to give them everything just so they could choose. How would you structure that? Because that's like, like for example, you know, I've got a couple of multi levels that I'm in, but I, I mean, that's it's. I'm not. You know, I don't. They're not built out into their own separate sales funnels yet. And then I have, you know, I've got a link that links over to my other projects because I'm also, I'm doing business and I'm in ministry. And then we're trying to launch like courses and stuff. And it's, I don't, how do you structure that in such a way that you're not confusing them, but they're able to see everything you're doing? So how do you, how do you market all your products and services while still being uh, focused on one with the campaign is you keep one campaign very broad. So if you focus people on podcasts, like that's your audience, you, you have a broad audience and that's your main list. Now, as you get people in that main list, you then are going to market them through emails or possibly um, if you do Facebook ads or other areas, you're going to market your other products and services. You're going to market individual campaigns for those products and services using that main broad list. Now you have this big list of people who know who you are and know a little bit of what you do. And now you're showing them other products and services. And then as you're doing that, you're sending them to other sales funnels that then is going to add them to their individual list. And then now you're building multiple lists and now you're able to target and market people who are actually care about the products because you know they clicked or they added to themselves on that specific list. Does that make sense? Kind of. Um, hmm. So if I want to promote like a uh, um, multi-level, because I actually on the show, what I've done is I did a actual series on different business models. And then I actually did a separate series on multi-level marketing. Um, uh, and, and so if I want to actually promote a multi-level, 
to a podcasting audience, I would kind of say, would you like to partner with me? Because that's what I have. Is I have a partner with me page, and then I, I list the different ways that they can partner with me. That that's a great one. No, that I think what you did is perfect. So you have a you, you, the show. Okay, that one in particular show was about the about multi level marketing, network marketing, which I love. By the way, I, I love network marketing. I just want to endorse this uh, because I think more people need to do network marketing uh, and you need to learn it properly. So, just wanted to encourage you in that. But what you do is you, if you had the show about network marketing, well, the purpose is network marketing. So, so then what you do is the call to action. The call to action on that show is go to your sales, your network marketing partner with me sales funnel. Now, what you could actually do, and this is a little more technical, but I know you have the technology to do it. What you could actually do is if they're already in one sales funnel and they're in one list, say for instance, you you got them on your list already, and my platform allows me to do this, and I know yours does too. When they get on your sales list, uh, say they're on the, the main list, you're on the main email list, but now they go to your network marketing sales funnel. If they just happen to go to that sales funnel, you can automatically add them into your network marketing email list and put a tag. And now you can email them your network marketing stuff as well. They don't even have to opt in. If they opted in one already, you could continue to email them. Um, and, and, you know, technology is so smart. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that could be a way uh, to grow your list. Uh, utilizing some technologies, but yeah, I think that's, I think what you're doing is a great thing. You, but you want to send them to, when you send them to your sales funnel, you don't send them to like this, you know, this website that has multiple services, multiple products and services on it. When you send them through the network marketing site, you send them straight to the site. It's a one page, one call to action, simple, easy, low barrier to entry. That way you can build that list. I could pick your brain for hours. That's clear. <laughs> um, wow. You have just been nailing it all interview. And I am just grateful uh, for your time and for the content that you've brought to this, to this community. Now I have partnered with Zach on a few different uh, ventures. He's actually become an integral part of what we do. Uh, what, what I'm doing here. And um I have set up a, a special link for you guys. If you want Zach's help to set up your sales funnels, you, you've heard what the guy has to offer. He is, I mean, he says nails. I mean, what can I say? If you want his his help in setting up your stuff, then you need to go to TeresaBlaze.com forward slash A, the number two Z. And that will take you to a page where you can, you can get in contact with him. Um, disclosure, uh, if you choose to pur- purchase from him, I will receive a little bit of a commission. You know what? He, he's, a, he's a straight shooter. He knows what he's doing. You know what? I consider it an honor to work with him. So, Zach, um, you want to tell people what they'll get when they go to that link? Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, they go to that link and uh, they'll see our site there. Um, they'll see some of our reviews, uh, some past clients, uh, some of the success they've had, but more importantly for them, what they're going to be able to do is they're going to be able to apply, uh, for a free audit session. And, uh, on that site, um, they'll be able to apply for a marketing audit and we only have a limited amount of, uh, audits available because, you know, we have only so many expert marketers who know how to build these systems. 
and auditors. So um, make sure they apply. They can apply there. Um, after they uh, request information, there's going to be an application process. So they, uh, they fill out the application. It just goes over their goals and uh, maybe some of their foundations, like if they already have Facebook and things like that, just some basic questions. And then uh, the third and final step is to schedule a call uh, with either myself or one of our mex- uh, expert uh, auditors. And uh, we'll go over their entire plan, uh, what they're currently doing, uh, and then we'll show them what they can be doing. Uh, just literally just one to, to three little uh, tweaks in their marketing strategy can make 100% uh, a 200%, 500%, and even more of a difference and return on their investment. So uh, my goal is just to add value, uh, no obligation. They don't have to buy anything. All they have to do is apply, get the free audit, and I'll give them you know three tips to show them how to grow their online business and do some of these, implement some of these strategies to start growing their mission and growing their business. Amen. Amen. That is, that is really neat. You guys can't beat free. And I'll tell you, um, I've spent hours with Zach and, you know, doing stuff and the guy is just cool. He's cool to hang around with. He's cool to, um, work with. And I think you guys will get a lot of value. So if you would go to teresablaze.com forward slash a, the number two Z and the link will of course be in the show notes. Well, Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I, uh, I'm so glad I got to be on the show. I'm so glad you invited me. Um, you know, this is what's important in life. I had a mentor. He used to say, the joy and the challenge of life is to uh, talk to the, uh, talk about important things to people who care. And I know you're one of those people who care and uh, this conversation has been enriching. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for coming. Well, guys, this is Teresa Blaze and this has been the Teresa Blaze show. Let's go do this thing. You've been listening to The Teresa Blaze Show. To catch all her past shows, visit www.teresablaze.com. That's T-E-R-E-S-A-B-L-A-E-S.com.